Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Greetings again from Studio B at the world headquarters of your two favorite teams. I'm Sean Kelly, and Daniel Salerson is alongside today. He'll be co-hosting A little bit later on in the show as we'll uh, get you your fantasy fix here on this Wednesday. That's going to be a regular thing on Wednesday, so I want you to know that. Kind of like Wesley Wednesday is during basketball season, uh, we're going to have some overlap with Wesley Wednesday coming up toward October because that will also be our fantasy football forecast or focus. or Do we have a name for it, Daniel, yet? Fantasy Focus. Presented by Xbox One. I got got to get it all squared away. It's the... This, is, I guess, is probably the second Wednesday we've done this, but the first of the regular season. Daniel says the third. Who's counting? I'm just worried about this week. The regular season is here, gang. Can you believe it? The, uh, actually, the football season kicks off tomorrow night. I know that we're all zeroed in on Sunday at noon central in Atlanta, but um, I think that we're uh, equally as excited that we'll see, what, Packers and Seahawks tomorrow night. That game will be on NBC. So that'll be a lot of fun for sure. Good show today. Good show today. As we mentioned, Daniel will be along a little bit later here on our, uh, see I'm going to screw it up again, our fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. That means Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com will be stopping by here on this Wednesday. Get you uh, all set. Now Daniel, I know you don't have a mic in front of you here, but is Wednesday a key day in the fantasy football world? Is, is this the day you have to set your rosters because of Thursday night football now? Okay. All right. I know you didn't hear some of that, you know, because he's not on mic. But so we have this timed out. Wednesday's a pretty good day to do that. Very good. All right. So we've got that, and we've also have uh, Jennifer Hale with us today on the Black and Blue Report. She'll be talking about her new shows on NewOrleansSaints.com, and she'll be previewing her football game this week uh, on the NFL on Fox. She has Carolina and Tampa this weekend with that crew involving uh, Rondé Barber and Chris Myers. And speaking of the NFL on Fox, Kevin Burkhart is our lead guest today on the Black and Blue Report. Kevin will have the call on Fox of the Saints-Falcons game on Sunday. He's been a guest before. He's a good one, and we're glad to have him back to help us uh, get set for the weekend. We're going to have some number changes, I think, on the Saints roster today. 
So keep that in mind. I want to say that Brian Dixon, the young cornerback out of Northwest Missouri State, is going to change to number 20. He wore 44 during the preseason. I want to say Jonathan Goodwin is also changing his number. I think you'll see Goody in number 55. And then Brandon Dedrick, I think, is also changing his number possibly to 95. There may be more, but we'll pass those along for you uh, for sure later on today at NewOrleansSaints.com. And uh, I'll recap those tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report as well. The Saints are practicing inside today. Uh, It is sunny and hot and humid, but I think that the tremendous amount of rain we got last night uh, in all corners of the metro area uh, have the uh, Saints preparing inside today. This is a big install day for the Saints with regard to the Falcons. And Drew Brees speaks later today as a part of the normal Wednesday festivities. So plenty to uh, gander at at NewOrleansSaints.com, and we'll have a little bit of that for you tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's Black and Blue Report is a dandy. We have Jim Henderson, voice of the Saints, voice of the Falcons, West Durham tomorrow. Um, and I'm forgetting somebody at this point. Oh, we're going to hear from the Saints locker room as well on the uh, Thursday edition. So that's kind of what's going on here. Basketball-wise, guys are still working out. Team USA is in action again today. They have one more game in pool play tomorrow, and we'll uh, kind of wrap up pool play and get you set for the elimination round. Perhaps we'll do something with that on Friday. Uh, If I can make myself a note, we'll do that. So there you go. There's today's show. Kevin Burkhart, Jennifer Hale, and Jake Seeley from rotoexperts.com. Should be a big news day in uh, Saints country, and so we'll uh, have that for you later on as well at neworleansaints.com. Back here in Studio B with Kevin Burkhart from the NFL on Fox next. Smoothie King asks, what's your purpose? My name is Trish, and I want more balance in my life. I feel like all I do is rush from one place to the next and end up grabbing a burger along the way. And then I feel guilty, and I start thinking, I need to spend an hour on the elliptical, but I don't have time. I want to eat better. I want to feel better. That's my purpose. We can blend that. Find your balance with the new Greek yogurt smoothies naturally powered by Chobani. Find pleasure in your purpose at Smoothie King. Fans cheer on your Pelicans as they play their final preseason game against the Dallas Mavericks at the CenturyLink Center in Bossier City on Thursday, October 23rd. Prices start at just $9 from www.ticketmaster.com. While in town, enjoy the opening weekend of the State Fair of Louisiana, our numerous casinos, including the world-famous Horseshoe Casino, and hotel. Check out hotel packages for the game and other things to do at shreveport bossierorg or call 888-45-VISIT. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Black and Blue Report continues here during Saints-Falcons week, and uh, we're graced by the presence of Kevin Burkhardt. He'll be calling the game for the NFL on Fox this weekend from the Georgia Dome in Atlanta. Welcome back to the show, Kevin. Thanks for joining us. Ah, I enjoyed it last time, and thanks for having me on, so I appreciate it. I'm glad you have the game this weekend. This is a nice way to start. I'm pretty excited. I mean, you know, when, when the assignments came out and uh, I saw that, that we got the Saints-Falcons, I mean, that's a great, it's a great rivalry, um, and I, I'm jacked. I mean, I'm, I'm juiced just for football to start as it is, but this is a great way to start with this, with this one, so I'm looking forward to it. Kevin Burkhardt will be joined by John Lynch and Pam Oliver this year on that broadcast crew with Fox. Uh, before we look forward to this weekend, let me take you back to last season because I'm anxious to hear your best story from last season. There's got to be a real good one that sticks out, Kevin. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it was, uh, you know, for me, it was just kind of a, a 
pinching myself all year. It was my first year doing football on television, first year for Fox. And, um, you know, I think it was, I, I think if I had to pick one moment, it was probably the snow game that we did um, in Philadelphia. We had that, that Lions Eagles game in Philly. And, you know, that day, the forecast called for snow flurries like later in the day, like after the game. We had a one o'clock game. They were saying later, maybe fourth quarter, you'd see it. Um, so it really wasn't expected to be part of the plan. And down on the field before the game, as we usually are talking to coaches or whoever we're talking to, and it wasn't snowing, it wasn't raining, it was cold, but that was about it. Um, and then we went upstairs and, and got something to eat real quick, and we got into the booth about 12.15, and there were four inches of snow on the field. <laughs> we were like, what? wait, what happened in the, in the last hour? So kind of everything you planned for went out the window, and I remember just starting that game. The, the snow was so thick that, you know, at one point we showed a picture of, of Jim Schwartz, and I, I, I honestly couldn't tell you if it was Jim Schwartz or if it was, you know, whoever. You couldn't see. So um, it was it was an experience doing that game because you literally had no idea on the field uh, where anybody was. So it was uh, – it, it was it was pretty great. Was it was it great in a frustrating way or great in a fun way? You know what? I think we just um, thank you very much. Sorry, just getting a little delivery here. So, um, I, I think we just had fun with it. You know, when, when it started, you know, you start to you get a little nervous, like man, you know, what happens if I can't see where this is or who who it is that caught the ball? But I think we just had fun with it. It's like you take yourself back to when you're a little kid, and I grew up in the Northeast, so. You know, when you're a little kid and, and it snows and you go out in the backyard with your friend and just kind of play tackle football, you know, so that's what I thought of. And I just I just had some, had some fun with it, had some laughs, and um, I think it turned out all right. So that was that was really cool. Kevin Burkhardt for the NFL on Fox with us here. Kevin, as you get ready for a game, and, and the reason I ask this is that those of us who work for a team, you know, in my case, I'm with the same NBA team and uh, night in and night out. I know the Saints, obviously, because I'm with them every day. Um, but in your case, it's a different city and quite probably two different teams each and every week. Um, as you begin your preparation for two teams that either you may, you may have not have seen or that you only see sporadically during the season, and maybe fans will use this too, but where are your go-tos as far as how you even start to get ready for two teams? Well, I think, you know, I mean, for this, I've been reading, I've been reading up on this for the last month, you know, so I have a notebook um, that I take notes in constantly. So I have a couple pages for the, for the Saints and Falcons that I honestly started about a month ago. And just I kind of do that, you know, especially for upcoming teams if I know that I have them, just to kind of keep a pace on what they're doing, you know, who's maybe getting nicked up and um, storylines. that I, it just It's kind of a reminder that then when the week comes uh, and I actually sit to do the preparation on, I go back to my notebook and I'm like, oh, right, I forgot that this guy did this or that this guy was, was hurt or whatever. So I, I, I do that first, a lot of reading. Um, and then really it's just, you know, so much research. I put my, my charts all together. I do as much background information on each player as I can, just really make reinforcing that I know um, everything there is to know, at least I hope. And then there's an app that I use which is fantastic. I don't know if you, you use it too, Sean, but it, it's Game Rewind. Um, you can get it on any mobile device. I have it on my on my iPad, and it's phenomenal. You can watch any game um, from any year, basically, as long as it's over. You can't watch them live, but when the games are over, you go on, you can watch any game um, on your iPad. And you can not only watch the game, you can watch, they have like the fast-forward condensed version where you can watch a whole game in, you know, 25 minutes. They have coaches tape on there. It's really incredible used to be you had to get the dvds and stuff from the teams and from the network and 
uh, to do your, your research. So I watch. I mean, I, I, I try and watch what I can. Um, you know, in this case, I'll watch, you know, or I have watched the preseason games. Um, and I, I might go back and watch the Saints-Seahawks playoff game again from last year just to kind of remind – even though I did the game, just to kind of remind myself what happened in that game. So it's just, it's just a constant thing. You're just, I think, trying to intake as much info as possible. Um, and you probably only use about 10% of it, but you just want to be ready just in case you do need something, you know. With that being said, when you go into your production meeting on Friday, what do you think the storylines that you all at the network level will want to have out in front with regard to the Saints and Falcons this weekend? Well, I think for us, you know, we come in and, and with, with certain ideas, but the goal is to get out of those meetings with kind of new storylines, you know, and, and we do a lot of times, which is nice. I mean, you have to go with some pointed questions, I think. I mean, I think clearly for the Saints – you know, you you know what the the nation knows what the Saints are. They know with Peyton and Breeze, they're great. They know they're, you know, a perennial playoff team and and a Super Bowl contender. But I think the thing, um, and I remember we talked about this in the playoff game too. But I, I think the thing that that gets really overlooked for them is the the fact that when they run the ball, they win. And, and you know, I kind of feel like Mark Ingram is ready to bust out. I know that Peyton loved Kyrie Robinson. I mean, we, he loved him week one last year, and you started to see what he could do uh, last year. And and then you know, defensively, Rob Ryan, obviously it doesn't in New Orleans, Sean, but Rob Ryan's job that he did last year, I think it's totally under the radar. I mean, he came in and made that defense a force. I mean, they weren't solid. They were a force. And I think now with what they did to add, you know, Bird in the secondary of Carroll back healthy with how he uses the safeties, I think it's a huge factor. So I think for the Saints, it's really, you know, can they knock off the Seahawks? Can they win the Super Bowl? That's really the story. And for the Falcons, they had the first losing season under Mike Smith. I mean, they had been very, very good every year, if not a playoff team. Um, so they not only had a losing season, but it all fell apart. And it's been interesting because – they really were awful on the defensive line and the offensive line last year. And so what do they do? In the offseason, they completely retooled both. They spent the number one pick on Jake Matthews to put him at tackle. And if you watch Hard Knocks this year, the whole theme of their camp has been toughness, toughness, toughness. You know, they brought in Brian Cox and Mike Tice as line coaches on each side of the ball, and there's a reason behind it. So I'm fascinated to see the physicality of week one and, and the Falcons, you know, toughness per se. Yep, no doubt. And uh, Julio Jones back. You know, I don't want to say people are concerned about the Falcons down here. I think there's a healthy respect in this rivalry, but one has to wonder about turning that four and twelve into something more significant this season. Yeah, I mean, there's obviously that's a, that's a lot to turn around because a lot went wrong. I think you know my gut feels like they're going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be twelve wins good, but I think that. Julio Jones back in itself is just an enormous plus. I mean, the season that Matt Ryan had last year with no Jones and with an offensive line that got him nearly killed every game was pretty impressive. It really was. So I I think the Falcons are definitely going to have an offense that's going to be uh, impressive. Defensively, where they're going to get a pass rush, that's a good question. And I think that's what's going to be an issue for them. So I, I think the Falcons are, are, are going to, you know, I think they're going to they're going to challenge. They're going to be good. Are they going to uh, win the division? I, I don't know about that. And I think for this rivalry, it's it's been so great. But as you know, it's been Saints dominated since Brazen Peyton has been there. So it's uh, there's a lot of storylines for this week one. 
Let's finish with a tough question. I think one that I've asked you before, but uh, how's the tie selection process coming for the broadcast this weekend? Have you have you selected, and and if not, what still has to be done? <laughs> you know, it's very funny you say that. I um, and you'll appreciate this, Sean. So I do TV for the Mets as well for baseball. So I'm in Miami right now with them, and I'm going away from here to Atlanta. And when I was packing for the trip, you know, a lot of times after baseball's over, you know, I, I leave on Friday morning, so Thursday I'll pack my my little bag, and I'm all set to go. Well, I had a very indecisive moment while packing, so I had the suit that I wanted to wear, and I had the shirt that I wanted to wear, but I was literally rolling through five ties, and I couldn't make a decision, so I packed them all. So this is going to be a game-time morning decision, have my cup of coffee Sunday, and then just feel which tie feels best. So there's a lot of pressure on me Sunday morning. I hope I don't screw it up. Now, if you happen to make a mistake and say wear a tie that has black and gold, or in this case, black and red with the Falcons, how many emails do you get saying that you're biased because you're a tie? 472, yeah. I think. Uh-huh. Something like that. Do you find that I'll to probably be... get tweeted at once or twice. <laughs> do you find that to be ridiculous, or do you understand? It's... Uh... I find it to be both. I find it to be, you know, crazy to think that I would pick my outfit, you know, thinking about a team's colors. But I understand. You know, I get it. I get fandom. That's why I'm in this business as it is. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I, I have to see now I'm paranoid. I have to look and make sure I didn't pack any team colors in my suit, Sean. You got to be worried. That's okay. I just wanted to leave you with a little thought, just a little something to remember us by with that. That's That's all I was trying to do there. <laughs> Kevin, have a great call this weekend, a great start to your season. We're always very appreciative when you come by. Hey, come up to the booth and say hello to us this week, will you? I sure will. I'll be there. I'll talk to you. Look, look forward to it. Thanks for having me on. Kevin Burkhardt, NFL on Fox. He has the call this weekend on the network level for the Saints and the Falcons. Back in a moment. Game on with NFL Ticket Exchange, the only official ticket exchange of the NFL, where 100% of tickets are verified by Ticketmaster. Buy and sell the NFL-approved way. Visit NFLTicketExchange.com. Together, we make football. Pelicans head coach Monty Williams, Anthony Davis, and your Pelicans have been working throughout the offseason to take this team to the next level. Ticket plans for the 2014-15 season are on sale now. There's a variety of packages for all fans, featuring half-season and 12-game options, including the ever-popular weekend plan that averages a couple of games a month. Packages start as low as $185. Visit pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and take flight with your Pelicans today. Gatorade knows every victory starts from within. It's the determination to come up big when it matters most. But no athlete does it alone. They need training and fuel to perform. That's how greatness comes from within. Win from within. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. We're graced in Studio B this morning with Jennifer Hale, of course. Everybody knows Jen Hale, don't you? She, of course, uh, formerly of Fox 8 New Orleans, still with the NFL on Fox, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. But a part of our digital media team here at NewOrleansSaints.com. Good to see you, Jen. How are things? They are awesome. I am fired up. I feel like I've been waiting since basketball season ended for this week, beginning of football, and it's finally here. So I'm like a kid at Christmas. No doubt. You mentioned basketball. Of course, Jen works, you know, of course, on the Fox Sports New Orleans broadcast of Pelicans basketball and camps less than a month away. And, gosh, it'll be a crazy schedule time here soon enough. But really, as, as Jen and I were just talking before the interview started, 
craziness starts this week with the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints and everybody else kicking off the NFL regular season. And, of course, that means our coverage gets ramped up on NewOrleansSaints.com. And we're so glad to have Jen Hale with us for two very unique shows that are yours on NewOrleansSaints.com each and every week during the football season. Uh, Jen, one of those is the Saints Fantasy Forecast presented by Xbox One. And uh, I know Daniel's a huge fantasy football player, as are so many different football fans now. So this show seems to work perfectly with all the things that we do. Sean, I'm so excited, first of all, about the opportunity to get to work with this group and, and do these things. It's it's a nice luxury. It's fun because it's like family here practically. And, yeah, these two new shows, they're really innovative concept-wise. They're brand new, so it's something we're launching off the ground and making better every week. The Saints Fantasy Forecast, you're absolutely right. Fantasy has just become blockbuster. Uh, you know, you look at Fox Sports 1 or ESPN, and they've got the tickers and the fantasy numbers. Everybody pays attention to it in some form or fashion. So this is a great spot where you can get all the insider information that you need on fantasy players for the black and gold for the saints and you know because it is a team broadcast we've got some great inside scoop that you can only get on neworleansaints.com as i'm sure you know one of the biggest uh topics have has been the place kicker this week and we're covering that from top to bottom and it's it's been fun and i think it's very valuable information as well for folks who are playing just for fun but also there are some really serious fantasy players out there Sean. I met somebody the other day who um, was hired to be the GM for somebody during their fantasy football draft. This is this is big business now. That's unbelievable. Now, I know the schedule's a little wonky this week because of the holiday on Monday, um, but when will we normally see the fantasy forecast presented by Xbox One? Excellent question. It is up right now on NewOrleansSaints.com. You can click on it. And normally... We will be posting these shows, both these shows, the Saints Fantasy Forecast and the Saints Social Zone, on Tuesdays. They should be up on the website. And if you follow the Saints or if you follow me at JenHale504, we always tweet it out as soon as it posts um, so, so you know it's there and can take a look. But but everybody should should check it out, and we'd love your feedback. We'd love to know what you think about the shows. They're up now on uh, NewOrleansSaints.com. That's outstanding. It's like Black and Blue Report. We call it Black and Blue Report, Jen, no appointment radio. This is no appointment television viewing in the sense that you don't have to sit out in front of your computer or mobile device right when it's posted. It's at your at your leisure, at your convenience, whenever you want to watch these things, right? Excellent point, Sean, exactly. And that, that's where so much of today's media is going because everybody's on the go so much. Everybody's lives are so busy. It's, it's hard to be in front of a TV at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. or any certain hour consistently. So, yeah, these are on the website, and you can just hit play whenever you have a, a free second, whenever it's convenient for you. The second show you're hosting has more to do with social media, doesn't it? Yes. So speaking of um, popularity and trends, social media, as you know, has just exploded, just taken off. So this is a show dedicated to bringing the fans closer to their favorite players using social media. And we've got some really cool technology called uh, Tagboard Technology, which is where we can Take take your tweets, take fans' tweets, questions, um, and instantly flip them around, put them on the show, answer questions, deliver information. Some weeks we'll have guest uh, players as guests, and so they can be answering questions that way as well. And, and it's a good it's a good highlight wrap of everything that happened on social media this week. Because as much as none of us ever put our phones down, it's still hard to pay attention twenty four seven. So you can check out the Saint Social Zone and, and get a rundown of all the big stuff 
stuff that happened on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, the whole nine yards for the week. It sounds like, Jen, that shows kind of a new twist on the old mailbag segment that we used to do a lot of times with just plain old mail. Exactly. I don't think some fans out there even know what snail mail is anymore, some of the younger fans. But yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, we're, we're taking questions and, and just revisiting some of the, the best topics, like when Drew Brees had his daughter. You know, we, we made sure the picture was up and fans had access to it when... Uh, Kenny Vaccaro reacted to the Saints co-captains all being selected, stuff like that. So it just it it takes fans inside the team a little bit more, gives them more access to the personal feelings of the players, not just the stats and numbers. Outstanding. Of course, you'll find all this at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. Jennifer Hill with us here on the Black and Blue Report. All right, Jennifer, your weekends get, uh, well, filled up quickly here. <laughs> and now that the regular season is here, correct me if I'm wrong, is this your your fourth season as sideline reporter of the NFL on Fox? You are good. Yes, my fourth season. Ah. And, uh, yes, weekends cease to exist in terms of time off now. Um, but that's okay. I'd rather it this way. I'm excited. Uh, this year I'm with Chris Myers, who I was with last year. And uh, our new analyst this season is going to be Rondé Barber, who's just fantastic. He's so smart and such a good person and obviously <clears throat> such a talented football player who knows so much about the game. And I'm really excited because our first four weeks, we're basically doing a tour of the NFC South. So it's a great way to uh, get a firsthand look at, at how the how our division shaping up. I'll be in Tampa with uh, the Bucks and the Panthers week one. Then I'll be in Charlotte with the Panthers in Detroit week two. Week three, I've got the Saints home opener, Saints and Vikings here. And then uh, on the road in Detroit, Lions versus Falcons week four. Wow, you, you are going to be the NFC South uh, correspondent. So with that, uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you for a little preview of the game you have this weekend since it pertains to our division. You know what? There are a lot of storylines with this game, Sean. Uh, first of all, the Heat's always a factor in Tampa Week 1, even though they moved that game to a 425 kick. Um, it's still going to be hot and steamy. So player conditioning, all the different hydration systems are always interesting to see. Uh Cam Newton, hairline fracture of the ribs. He says he's going to play. He also had uh, off-season foot surgery that came late. A lot of people's eyebrows were raised that he didn't address that right after the season ended. So it'll be interesting to see where he's at in his recovery. He says he's playing. We'll see if that is indeed the case. And if so, how? where is he? Is he 80%, 90%, 100%? Lovey Smith's debut. Everybody's used to seeing him with the Bears, but he's the new Tampa Bay Bucks head coach. Uh, and the offensive line for the Bucks, a, a bit of a question mark because uh, former Saint Carl Nix retired just a few days into training camp for them. Um, they just signed from the Patriots, uh, Logan Mankins, last week. So they haven't played in a game yet together. So that's going to be a, a big question mark for them because – under center, they've got Josh McCown, Luke McCown's brother, and he's a he's a good quarterback, but certainly every quarterback is better with maximum protection, and he's probably one that would benefit from that, especially as he gets settled in to this new system. So a, a lot of question marks to be answered this weekend. Great preview, and we're lucky to have you. That's great. I hope you enjoy it. Stay cool this weekend, Jen. Okay? <laughs> I'm going to do my best. I'll try. All right, so we'll be looking for your new shows right away on NewOrleansSaints.com, and then we'll look for you on the television after the Saints-Falcons game on Sunday. We would appreciate it so much, and thanks for having me. Always so much fun to get to visit with you. Thank you. We'll see you around the halls here at the headquarters every week. Jennifer Hill with us on the Black and Blue Report. Back in a moment.
At the Auctioner Hospital for Children, no matter where you turn, you're surrounded by bravery. Children and teens dealing with health problems beyond their years. Parents working hard to keep the worry from their face. Doctors and nurses doing everything possible to get them back home where they belong. From rare brain tumors and leukemia to heart conditions and organ transplants, we offer a level of pediatric care unmatched in Louisiana. With more advanced capabilities than any other children's hospital in the region, even our kids-only ER can handle any pediatric emergency. In fact, the only thing tougher than the problems we see every day are the kids themselves. Choose the Auctioner Hospital for Children and never wonder if you could have done more. Call 866-AUCTIONER to find an affiliated pediatrician near you. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here's Daniel Sellerson. Welcome back to the show. It's time now for our weekly fantasy focus presented by Xbox One. And as usual, I welcome in Jake Seeley, senior writer for RotoExperts.com. Jake, happy regular season Eve to you, my friend. Yeah, we're about here, finally. It took a little extra while this preseason with the extra week, but it's finally here. It took long enough. One more day, Jake. Just one more day. <laughs> um, Jake, let's talk about Saints-Falcons to start off. Um, the obvious, Drew Brees, Jimmy Graham, must-starts if you have them on your fantasy team. But what other... Saints players on offense are worth starting against Atlanta in week one? Pretty much uh, as many as you can find, depending on the size of your league, really, because the Falcons, if you look back to last season, whether it was the quarterback position, running back, wide receiver, tight end, they ranked near the top in most points per game allowed fantasy-wise, and they haven't seen a lot of changes on defense. They, they've had some changes personnel-wise, but not a lot of changes to make that step forward and be a formidable defense that you'd be worried about. So obviously, like you said, Breeze and Graham, both likely going to finish as their top player. If not, maybe Breeze finishes second to Peyton Manning. But Pierre Thomas should be in your lineup, even though he had limited action in the preseason, even though he's moving more to the passing side of things this year, there's a good chance that Pierre Thomas could catch 100 balls this season. There's no question with the usage that he's going to see there. And Mark Ingram has looked great so far in the preseason is easily an RB3, given the matchup as well. And in deeper leagues and PPR side of things, you can even consider Kerry Robinson for the side of you know him getting involved probably a few points, but like I said, that would be for deeper leagues for you. But all of them are warrant your looks uh, on the receiving side of things. Marcus Colston even admitted he's back and feeling 100% better than he has in a long time. He has to be in your lineup. Brandon Cooks is a great play with the question mark around Kenny Stills because – he'll be out there even more so than he would have been already, which was just good usage, especially in PPR leagues. So he has some outside. And then if Kenny Stills is out, you can even look to see. It's a little bit up in the air because we haven't had a clear picture yet if it's going to be Morgan or Nick Tune out there as the replacement if Stills is out. But whoever it is between the two, if you're in a really deep league or if you're playing on the daily fantasy sites and looking for that kind of upside, somebody who could post three catches for 100 yards like we know the Saints do, Every so often, those would be the guys I would consider, depending on if we get the news of who would start in Stills' place. So lots of options there if you have Saints players on your fantasy roster. How about the defense? Atlanta upgraded the offensive line a little bit with Jake Matthews. Running game's a little iffy, though. They get Julio Jones back. You starting the Saints defense against Atlanta this week? They are, depending on the size of your league. They're just outside of defensive one status for me. 
only because the Falcons can put up a lot of points with the passing game, with Julio Jones healthy, with Roddy White back to 100%, and how good they've looked in the preseason. Even without Tony Gonzalez, they still have enough weapons there to put up points. And it's a divisional game. It's on the road to open the season. So you have, always have questions about that. So I'd say they're on the cusp of a deeper 14-16 team league, I would. Uh, but I'm more so in the fact of I'm stashing them. If I'm not using them this week, I'm really happy and excited for what we see the next three weeks. Uh, I think they're pretty much on the cusp of being a locked-in defensive one because they, they boast easily the best uh, safety duo in the league. So there's going to be a lot of pressure on the quarterback because the passing game is going to be shut down as often as can where you're not facing you know, two elite wide receivers like we see in the Falcons. So I really like them on the cusp this week, but I really like them the next two or three weeks after this too. When we're talking about matchups, you have quarterbacks sometimes, one of you, some elite quarterbacks that will face tough matchups. Like, for example, tomorrow night Aaron Rodgers takes on the Seahawks. Do you think about replacing Aaron Rodgers in your lineup knowing that you're going against a top defense, or is it something that you must start these elite quarterbacks no matter what circumstance? You always start your elite players. It's the same question. It's funny because people ask that every single year. They start to overanalyze and overthink it, get hounded on it with Twitter of, you know, should I start Aaron Rodgers or maybe should I go Ben Roethlisberger versus Cleveland or something like that, just for an example. Mm -hmm. uh, just because you have a tough matchup, you don't bet your studs. There's a chance Aaron Rodgers could go out and throw 200 yards with one touchdown and get picked off twice because the Seahawks defense is that good. But at the same time, it's Aaron Rodgers, and he's proven before – He's been matchup-proof and throwing 300, 300 yards and three touchdowns against elite defenses. It's the same thing for your running backs and your wide receivers and tight ends. You spent the money in an auction league or the draft cost for a round pick, depending on what type of league you're in. You spent that high cost in your draft to draft these guys, put them out there every single week. It doesn't matter. It, unless you were some shallow league where you ended up with Aaron Rodgers and a Matt Ryan together or a Colin Kaepernick or something like that, which I can't see happening, That'd be the only chance I would even think about it, but otherwise, you, you start your studs. You drafted them for a reason, and they went high in the draft for that reason. Fair enough. We're talking with Jake Seeley, senior writer for Roto Experts, on our Fantasy Focus, presented by Xbox One. Jake, doesn't matter position, three players that can have a breakout game in week one on your fantasy team. I, I gave you a running back right off the gate, and that's San Francisco's Carlos Hyde. Uh, Frank Gore still in the lead. And he's facing Dallas, though, and that's what all that matters is. Dallas's defense is very susceptible to the run this year, as we saw in the preseason. And been, it carries over from last season and the fact that they've even had more injuries and tough situations in the offseason, really unfortunate for them. But it's good from a fantasy purpose because if you're thin at running back or you've already been hit with a question mark injury or you drafted like a Bishop Sankey whose role is not clear so far, uh, Carlos Hyde has a ton of upside against Dallas as somebody that you might not think of being that flex running back for you. At wide receiver, obviously the name is Emmanuel Sanders right now uh, because of what happened with Wes Welker. He's going to be out there, even more snaps. But the thing is, you got to look even deeper because I'll give you another name on the same team, is the fact that Cody Latimer and Caldwell both have value in deeper leagues because they're not going to be on the field more. I think Latimer has the more long-term upside, but if you're looking for the immediate impact this week, Caldwell would be the one that you would probably want to use. Uh, Latimer has a ton of talent, and I think that he eventually surpasses Caldwell, but for right now, that Caldwell is going to be the one to get the favor. And then the third one, uh, because those are basically on the same team for you, I think people are forgetting about Cecil Shorts and the fact that when he's healthy and he's out there playing, he's the number one option on Jacksonville, and he's going to be seeing a ton of targets, and that's going to lead to plenty of receptions. And the Philadelphia secondary 
again, another team similar to what we've been talking about so far last year, carrying over again into this season, has been successful to the past. And it's easily short to easily have a very nice game this week. Well, I'll bring you to my next question. For those who have a flex on their fantasy in their fantasy league, how do you handle that position? Do you do it on a week-by-week basis based on matchups? Are you trying to focus on maybe a position? Do you go with a running back, a wide receiver, or maybe even sometimes a tight end? You know, rarely I'll go with a tight end. It really depends on the situation. In a standard league, more often than not, I'm going to go running back. And I'm talking this is a coin flip situation where you have players that are similarly ranked. I'm not talking about if you have a Ben Tate versus a low end like a Caldwell. Right. You know, obviously Ben Tate, and that's why I lean to running back. You're talking about guaranteed touches at the running back position. That's why I'll always lean to running back because it's just a guaranteed opportunity versus. Yeah, the player could go out, Caldwell, a perfect example, could go out and have a 100-yard game in his first week because the focus is on everybody else and Peyton Manning looks his way a lot. But the chances are a lot more slim and very risky versus a running back who's going to touch the ball 20-plus times in a game. So I'll always lean to the running back. In a PPR league, it gives the wide receivers and tight ends more value. And depending on the matchup, then I might consider it. But more often than not, if you're talking about two players that are within, I'd say, a few spots of each other ranking-wise, I'm always going to lean to the running back because you're talking about guaranteed touches. Good stuff. That's Jake Seeley, senior writer for RotoExperts.com, as part of our Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One. Jake, enjoy the games tomorrow and this weekend, and we'll talk again next Wednesday, my friend. Oh, I will. You do, too. I will. When we come back, Sean will be back to wrap things up on this Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Welcome to the start of the football season with a Saints kickoff run presented by Chevron. It's a family-friendly 5K event on Saturday, September 6th. The run starts in Champion Square and finishes on the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. New this year is a corporate cup challenge for largest team, a costume contest, and a half-mile Play 60 fun run for kids. Proceeds benefit the New Orleans Recreation Development Commission and the Louisiana Children's Museum. Registration for the Saints kickoff run is now open at Saints5K.com. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow's a good program as far as getting ready for the big game this weekend. Voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. Voice of the Falcons, Wes Durham. And we'll hear from the Saints locker room all tomorrow here on the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Don't forget those uh, daily lineups are yours on Twitter at Black Blue Report. That's at Black Blue Report. You can also follow uh, myself at Sean Kelly Live or at D Salerson, the Diesel, also on Twitter as well. Thanks again to Kevin Burkhardt for stopping by today. Jennifer Hale, too. Don't forget to check out her two programs now on NewOrleansSaints.com. They're up today. One of them regarding, obviously, the fantasy football that we talked about. The other is uh, kind of the 21st century mailbag 
uh, with her social zone. So check those two shows out. And, of course, uh, don't forget we'll see Jake Seely back here in our studios next week as well for our weekly Fantasy Focus presented by Xbox One here on the Black and Blue Report. Good Wednesday to you. Um, we're off to practice. It's going to be a busy one this afternoon with regard to locker room access as well, and we'll share some of that with you tomorrow. We're getting closer, gang, I promise. Um, enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. And for Daniel Sowerson, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.